I'm Micah Bouillette, and you're listening to The Slow Way. This is a podcast about the slow goodness of pursuing a sacred love that transforms everything, including you and me. It's a quiet space where all of us frantic strivers, serial doers, and weary achievers are invited in for a moment of reflection, an opportunity for prayer, and a chance to practice going slow in a world that often values only speed, success, and power. Five months ago, I took a hiatus so I could focus on finishing the manuscript of a book that will come out into the world next spring. And you guys, I am so proud and excited about this book. It will be a natural extension of our vision of the contemplative life and the work of making meaning. So more to come. But I want to thank you for making space for me to be quiet around here. We all know, I think deep down, that as the old prophet once said, in quietness and trust is our strength. And I needed some of that strength. So I'm happy to be back and am planning to get back into a rhythm of dropping new episodes every week. I hope you'll keep coming here as well to find a place for rest and peace in a world that tells us that the false pose of the frantic life is the only good. May we keep remembering what is real and find the true thing that's deep down underneath the surface where love lives. Because sometimes we just have to stop long enough to notice. So here, let's try. Have a seat, just for a few minutes. Let's go the slow way. It's really only been one week that we've had consistent sunshine, instead of weeks of 50 degrees and rain which means it's really only been one week since I moved my coffee and prayer time in the morning out to the porch, where all coffee and prayer time actually belongs. Yes, there's a place for prayer in front of the fireplace, but the in-between where it's not cold enough for a fire and not warm enough to sit on the porch, I don't believe in that, so I'm grateful. The blooming trees here have mostly given way to leaves, especially little Mikey, my weeping redbud I planted last year in memory of my dad. His bright purple buds slowly faded this week and turned into big, fat green leaves. We're all in a state of waking up around here. I guess I mean that figuratively. There's something about the intensity of shifting from hardcore winter into spring that scrubs the fog right from our eyes, rouses us to the natural alertness of the world around us. And the creatures all wake up too. Where do they all come from? Of course, I know the answer. The hibernators come back to life just as their bodies tell them to. The migrators arrive just in time for the shift in weather. The worms find their movement in the ground again, making dirt out of our leftovers and eventually becoming food for the robins. 
by the way, thank you to my dear slimy compost worms. Seriously, I'm a little in love with them. And the squirrels and rabbits in our backyard, they come from somewhere just to torment Richmond the dog. In my friend Jennifer Grant's book of prayer practices for children, Seeing Russell Spin, Prayers for Active Kids, one of the many ways she invites kids to pay attention to the natural world around them is by considering the Native American idea of seeing nature, plants and trees in particular, as beings, not cold, inanimate objects. She quotes the brilliant Robin Kimmerer, a member of the citizen Potawatomi Nation, whose book, Braiding Sweetgrass, you should all read if you haven't yet. Kimmerer invites all of us to use a different pronoun than it, the same pronoun we'd use for a machine or a pair of scissors when we speak about plant life. Instead, with the understanding that living things deserve a level of respect above our human-made tools and machines, Kimmerer offers the pronouns ki or ken for beings in the natural world. The prayer practice Jennifer Grant provides her readers is one of wondering. Quote, Psalm 77, 16 says, When the waters saw you, they were afraid. The very deep trembled. Can you imagine the ocean being afraid? What would frighten the depths of the sea? End quote. Then she quotes from Psalm 19, 1 through 2, CEB. Heaven is declaring God's glory. The sky is proclaiming his handiwork. One day gushes the news to the next, and one night informs another what needs to be known. How does the sky talk, she asks. How do clouds make announcements? I shared some of these things with my crew of beloved and frankly mysteriously smelly middle school boys last weekend at our youth retreat, hoping they might find themselves a smidge of curiosity about a God who might love the world enough to call plants kin, or that they might gain some sort of tenderness toward the earth they live in, to imagine one night informing the next night what needs to be done. I told them that we who believe God loves the world God made ought to be the ones most passionate about seeing the earth cared for, nourished, and returned to what's right. And that starts with our own hearts and seeing the natural world as God sees it. What if God calls the trees key and can and not it? I have the privilege of being part of a church with immensely talented songwriters who recently wrote and recorded Sycamore Sparrow, a song about creation groaning, which asks the question, who is my neighbor? What is their name? Sycamore, Sparrow, the river, and plain. What if our neighbor is not only the human next door, but the living beings all around us? Ken. So thanks to Jennifer Grant and her prayer practices for children, I've had my hands deep in compost this week, prayerfully removing the endless slimy worms and there are always new babies and carting that compost gratefully over to the other side of the garden where I'll plant my vegetable garden. 
Ken, Ken, Ken. The worms declare God's handiwork. One day gushes news to the next. A slow practice. As Jennifer Grant reminds us and her younger readers, wondering can be its own kind of prayer. Today, I invite you to head outside for a walk or a sit, whatever works best for you. If you live near a garden, go there. A forest, walk there. A body of water, by all means, get your body to that body. Just go with curiosity and go with these passages from the Psalms in mind. How do you imagine the heavens or the skies speaking? How does one day gossip to the next? How does one night give information to the next night? Think about how the psalmist imagines the ocean having feelings of fear. What comes up for you when you imagine the ocean or the land, the forest or the plain? Feeling fear or joy or anxiety or lightness. There are plenty of other psalms that give human feelings to the natural world. Psalm 96 speaks of trees of the forest singing out for joy. In Psalm 98, the rivers clap their hands in delight. In Psalm 65, the meadows clothe themselves with joy. Choose a psalm. Perhaps one of these I just listed or the ones I quoted earlier. I'll have links in the show notes. To read quietly to yourself and spend some time imagining what it might mean if this were true. If the trees of the forest were kin to you in such a way that they might sing out in joy. If the river could feel joy and clap their hands the sky could actually declare God to you. If the natural world around you is declaring the nearness, love, and beauty of the divine, are you paying attention? What if the natural world around you is also your neighbor? Are you loving your neighbor? If you have a little extra time, you can spend it listening to and contemplating Good Shepherd Collective songs, Sycamore Sparrow you can find in the show notes. Let's take some time to be quiet and still. Let's close with this prayer. Spirit who moves through space, through sky, through sea. Spirit who moves through the trees, through the soil, through the lives and hearts of the people I love and those I struggle to love. Reveal to me your nearness, your goodness, and your beauty. Help me to see you in my neighbor in whatever form that takes. 
Amen. Thanks for listening to The Slow Way. Choosing a moment of quiet and allowing yourself to be slow here with me is no small thing. When we move, even for a few minutes, at a pace that refuses to conform with the culture around us, we make space for God, for wisdom, for a vision of ourselves and others that can only be seen when we take the time to pay attention. What I'm trying to say is we make space for love. Well done, friends. I'm proud of us. I want to thank Jason Boyette for designing our slow way graphic and the talented Angelina Marie for editing. If you're interested in more words on the slow way, you can sign up for my newsletter at michaboyette.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at michaboyette and find my first book found wherever books are sold. I would so appreciate it if you could take the time to review The Slow Way on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. It helps people find us. And, you know, as we're going into a new season after this hiatus, I would love your feedback. If there's something that you'd really like to see from this podcast, reach out to me. DM me on Instagram. Send me an email. Let me know what you would like to see. I would love your feedback. Thanks for being here with me today. Until next time, take care of your kin. And I'm grateful you're here. I will find you here next week on the Soul Way.